Because you've, you've fasted, huh? So you are strong by the grace of God. Hallelujah. We serve a living God. Oh, your amen is too quiet. These 14 days should not come to a closure. Just for the sake of, And I want everybody to really rise. You know, stand on your feet, please. Yeah, stand on your feet. Yeah. The reason why I have to say this is this. Let's know how to honor God. Let's know how to give him the praise and the reverence he's due. They are human conditions that we are not given the opportunity to act any way near how we want. Imagine a president walking into this place. For some of us who are from different parts of the world, we know what it means to have a king. So let's not act as if God is begging us to do it. But let's act knowing who is our redeemer. The thought of Christianity has to change. Where we get to the place of being under, not above. Under his feet. Under his presence. You see, you, you become accustomed to doing your way when you feel above. But when you are under the feet of Jesus, he submerged you in his presence. I feel a burning in my spirit. And I pray that it will not, it will not enter into this vineyard. Leprosy of spirituality. Where you have, you have been hatched over. That you have become accustomed to living the walk of life anyway, anyhow you want it. It yields no benefit. It yields no fruit. The church needs to fear God. The church needs to know how to honor Him. And I'm speaking from the oldest to the youth. I'm speaking to everyone, including myself. We need to fear God for He's holy. We need to fear God. You don't get it. That at the breath of him, at his word, you could be gone today. He's kept you for a reason. But then when it comes to worshiping him, somebody has to beg you to worship him. I wasn't going to go there, but I have to tell you something. This past Monday, driving from work, coming home, I was talking to pastor on the phone. Engaging the conversation. And for those who know, my right leg has a problem. 
that with all the prayers and everything else, we've not been able to redeem it. The problem of going fast and speeding. But one day, it will be delivered. So I'm accustomed to going 75, 80 miles per hour. As I was talking to Pastor, I told Pastor, I said, I hear something. Seems like there's something going on with my car. I don't know. And then later on, he said, I also hear sound. I hear something. I said, okay. I realized that the speed, I couldn't really speed the way I want to speed. So I decided to park over. In the middle of 64, trees, no exit anywhere at that point. When I stood outside of the car, and I realized that my, my tire had busted. Those who saw the tire, Brother Leroy saw the tire, he asked, Pastor, this has to be God. Pastor saw the tire yesterday, he said, ah, it's good to serve the Lord. You don't get it. How many times me being in a trauma field, I've seen so many people experience that kind of just unknowing. But that level of speed should have tossed this car somewhere else. But to be able to come to a position where I could just gradually park the car. You cannot tell me that the Lord is not with us. No, 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 no. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know because if you are in the field that I'm in every day and see the thing that I see, you don't know what can carry someone in that kind of mess and position them safely. When we walk with the Lord of His Word for the glory He shares on the way while we do His good He abides with us and with all who trust and open Trust and obey. Trust and obey. 
but to trust and obey. But he said, I will send my angels on your behalf. If you have not trusted this God, you don't know how the angels of the Lord come to your aid. You don't know what God can do in the midst of everything. If you cannot trust him enough, if you cannot obey him enough, when you don't have it, when you don't have it, when you have lost it all, if you can just trust, if you can just trust, when all hope is gone, if you can just trust, You are not getting me, huh? You are not getting me. You are not getting me here. Makanina makuni na mashia. Maado kuuna ma adi sadi ashayada. Maku ini asadi. Uni ina adai kadu amasadeya. Wabaku na masaya. Wau amai kabi kabi. Li na makaduse anosha ina kadu zania. And then. I called my wife. The honey quickly come. For where I am, it is dark. And I don't know. But I know you need to be here as soon as you can. Oh yeah. Reception is not that great. And you are asking yourself, and then that's when the images of your patients that have been on the roadside and cars hitting them and some coming, dying with a head bleed, etc. Those thoughts start to go through your mind. So I sit in the car for a little bit and I get out of the car. I sit in the car a little bit and I get out of the car because I was feeling so uncertain in my spirit. And the next thing I know, somebody comes. Now, you don't understand why I praise God the way I praise God. You can be upset with the way I praise God, but I will not change the way I praise God. Because you expect that in all things, God will bring a helper that will give you a certain assurance. But little did I know, the helper that God brought me, Little did I know the helper that God brought me. In the eyes of man, you and I will not even entertain to have lunch with this person. I became amazed. After all was said and done, and all that I could hear this man telling me is what he belongs to. And I went and searched what he belongs to. And I realized that what he belongs to are people who are filled with hatred to destroy that someone like myself of my color may not be acceptable in their sight but that I, I couldn't understand how can it be how can it be that that is my helper that that is my helper how 
can it be that that is my helper? You don't get it. When God decides to be with you and do the extraordinary, it doesn't matter. He can bring you your worst enemy, but yet he becomes your redeemer. He becomes your redeemer. Can it be? When I went to work and I was talking about it, some people was like, Kwame, you are so, so, so fortunate. And my boss asked me, so why do you think he didn't do anything to you? And I said, Jesus. I said, Jesus, I don't know how your work with this Jesus is. But when he says that in the fire, I will be with you. It doesn't matter. He can bring your worst enemy to be your blessing. You don't get it. You don't get it. That is why your amen is shallow. You are amen in some way, somehow. But he can turn the heart of the king. He can turn the heart of the king to your favor. He can turn the heart of the king to your favor. Is the Lord be for me? If God be for us, if you know what he has said about you, If your eyes could see what he's trying to do through you. Oh, Jesus. Father, bless your church. And let your spirit accomplish everything. To you alone be the glory. Honor and the adoration. In Jesus' name. Amen. 14 days of traveling in prayer. And I pray that most were able to make it on the 5 a.m. morning prayers. Those who have been sleeping, chronically sleeping, I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but I'm just asking you to just confess that God help me. Tonight, I mean this morning, we had a one of our lowest turnout. And I said, God, your people are sleeping. That's what I told God. Your people are sleeping. Give them grace. Give them strength. If we know the importance of all these things that God is doing in our lives. For example, when we do programs like this, I am telling you, it's not for the sake of anything, but for God to have his way. So sometimes it really saddens me the way we handle these things. Because we put so many values on everything except what the Father wants us to do. But I pray that 
at the end of today, at the end of today, the Lord will launch you to a divine place to travel in season and out of season. That what God will do through your life this very moment going forth, you yourself will testify that your God indeed has showed up. God has appeared to you. Give glory to Jesus. Come on, give glory to Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give glory to Jesus. We took our main text from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16. I want to read there very quickly. And I want us to start from verses um, 17, or 16, sorry. Simon answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, blessed are you, Simon bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hills shall not prevail against it. It's ironic that Jesus Christ did not end there after he's given such a command that the gates of hills will not prevail. But verses 19 is where I want us to continue to focus on today. He said, and then I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. If that's your Bible, I want you to underline it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He didn't say amen unto Jesus. Some of our other reading scriptures will be coming from Luke chapter 15, 28 to 31. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. Ephesians 2, 6 to 8. And Luke and Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. And also Luke 19, 11 to 27. We spoke of traveling in prayer. And when we speak of traveling in prayer, what does it mean? What have we gone through the last 14 days? To travel in something means to labor in something. Also to press in. So what God has been teaching us this past 14 days, preparing us, is that we shall walk into a season where we continuously press in. When a woman is in labor, the labor does not cease until they give birth. And it can take hours. And based on my experience of my wife, it can take days. But in the midst of it, she still is laboring. Every hour there is a change. Every hour there is intensity in the pain. Oh, where God Abasa. Until the baby comes forth. But the text that we have just read said that I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be losing in heaven. The question I ask us today to think about if we already have the keys then what is the reason for us to travail? 
if I already have the keys, then do I need to travel? Tell your neighbor, God says yes. The keys is a representation of authority. For those taking notes, it will help us. Yeah. It's a representation of what? Authority. But God is asking us to travel. Even though we have the authority, we need to press in. Press in. Then as I was asking God, what does it mean? And he taught me that it is possible for you to know that you have authority. Yet not know how effective to use it. Or how potent to put your authority to work. You can have an authority. But yet fail to know how effective to use the authority. Can I, can I expand? Can I help you out on this one? Luke chapter 15. Verses 28. Father, thank you. This is the story of the parable of the prodigal son. And most of us know this story. The young boy that took his father's, his inheritance and went somewhere and kabashed the entire thing that his father has given to him. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I hear my knee saying kabash too. That man kabash everything his father has given to him. But yet the Bible says that when he came to his senses, like all of us here. He returned back home. Now I want you to look at the irony here. When he returned back home. I want us to look at his elder brother. From verses 28. It says that he was angry. He was what? Angry. And would not go in. He would not what? Go in. He was angry for what the father was celebrating his younger brother. And he would not go in. Meaning, he now no longer knows what is even happening inside the house. I need to get there very soon with you. He refused to go in. But inside the house, it's his dominion. It's his possession. But because of his lack of understanding, because of how he felt, even though he was the eldest brother, and as I go through the scriptures, you understand this, he decided not to go in. And I read, therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you 
I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet, you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. Verse 30. But as soon as this son of yours came, as soon as this son of yours came, as soon as this son of yours came, you have devoured your livelihood. He, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots or prostitute? You killed the fattened calf for him. Underline it. The fattened calf for him. Verse 31. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. You are always with me. And all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. But the son did not recognize. He had the authority of the father. But yet, how to use the authority? He did not know how to use it. Why? He said, I've been following your commandments all the time. And I said, the Lord help us. The mercy of God help us. Because sometimes we think we are doing all that we should be doing. By recognizing the lack of knowledge that people perish. You see, when the scripture speaks of this in Matthew chapter 16. About the kingdom of heaven. And having the keys of the kingdom. We are speaking of also the keys of the church. The keys have been given to the church. The kingdom is our home. Mm. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you are looking at me trying to figure out. No, 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 pastor. My, my home is address 16th Street. But the kingdom of God is my home. The home I'm in now is just a temporary home. It's a rented home. I don't care if I bought it or haven't bought it. It is still rented. Because there is a better place for me. There is a place that the hands of man cannot build. The ideas of man cannot establish it. There is a place that is my home. The church is the home of Christ. He said that the church is the body of Christ. And if it's the body of Christ, Christ dwells in the church. But a lot of times, we have lost the desire. To celebrate. In our home. When the eldest brother heard the celebration. He became angry. And refused to enter in. What am I saying here? That has become some of us our story. Where is the celebration in the church? Ah, you didn't get me here. Where is the celebration of Jesus Christ, the Messiah? When we come into the house of the Lord, where is the celebration of seeing the lost being saved? When we come to the church, where is the celebration? Of seeing the sick being healed. When we come into the church. 
Where, oh my God, where is the celebration? But because my father's house is a house of celebration, it should be a desire of mine to see the lost become safe. It should be the home. The church should be the home where the redeemed is found, where the broken is repaired, where the lost is saved, where the naked is clothed. The church is the home. I say the church is the home where the hunger comes and they are fed. The reason why the body of Christ have neglected their authority I do not know how to use the authority. It's because they have neglected the celebration that needs to happen in the home. Because in this home, ah, the Lord should be saved. Am I speaking to somebody here? In the home, the Lord is saved. In this home, in this home, we come, we come back every Sunday. And the question you have to ask yourself, who am I bringing that is naked, that can be clothed? Who am I bringing that is hungry, that can be fed? Who am I bringing that is broken, that can be repaired? Uh, are you hearing me, church? You see, you cannot celebrate others. You cannot desire to celebrate others. If you want yourself to be the one to be celebrated. And that has become the custom of believers. Where we want to be celebrated. Instead of the lost being celebrated. The vision of this church is equipping to equip. How are we equipping ourselves? If you ain't equip, you can't equip anybody else. So the moment you reject the opportunity of being equipped, you are automatically saying or sending a message that you ain't trying to celebrate anybody else. But I came to announce to the believers that the Bible says that if one soul is saved, heaven rejoices. I say heaven what? Rejoices. I want you to write that in your notes, those who are taking notes. I'm going to get somewhere with you so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Two. He failed to recognize that the victory had to occur in the house, not outside the house. Because once I was sinner, but saved by grace, true celebration, true victory does not happen outside, but it happens inside. Speaking of who we are today, where our outside Enjoyment is what defines that we are good. But the celebration happens in the home. And you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. So if you can yield 
for the Spirit of the Lord to do His will. Instead of you, there is something called joy. Instead of you, there is something called joy. And that joy surpasses all understanding. That joy becomes your strength. So inside of you, joy is working. Even though your outside will be tormented. Even though your outside will be afflicted. Inside of you, joy is at work. I'm trying to open your eyes upon the kingdom of heaven and its keys. He failed to recognize that his brother being loosened from the destruction was exactly the father's command. I have been obeying everything that you have said. Are you sure, my son? Because there is a command. The reason why I'm celebrating your brother it's because I've been praying for your brother. Every night when I go to bed, every morning when I rise up, I've been praying for your brother. And my prayer, my command to God, that bring back my son home. So, my son, this is the command that I've been yearning after. That he will not be lost. So the Bible says... In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20, 20, chapter, chapter 2, verses 3 to 5, it says, now read it quickly. This is good. Say, this is good. Say, this is good. If you're getting tired, you can stand on your feet, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're getting tired, stand on your feet. And let it just, just make sure you stay in tune with what the Lord is speaking to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is good. Oh, come on, say with me. This is good. And it pleases God. Our Savior, this is good, and it pleases God, my Savior. So it means that whatever I'm about to say next is what is pleasing to the Father. So it doesn't matter anything else that may be going on, but there is something that pleases the Father. Verse 4 says, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and who? Humanity. Say to somebody, humanity. Jesus Christ himself, human, also God serves as the mediator. And this is what is good and pleasing. I say and pleasing and pleasing to God. But everyone will be saved. Oh, Jesus. We pray, Father, I want to please you. Do you desire for others to be saved? <laughs> the authority of binding and losing. Do you desire for everybody to, say, to be saved? Or is it about you being celebrated? I have served for 20-something years in the church. I need to be celebrated. I have served for this measure of time. I need to be celebrated. Why is the one that just came in being celebrated? Why am I not being celebrated? But that is the idea of man. 
But those who understand true celebration, they don't depend on their own celebration. But they wait upon the celebration that is above every celebration. Can God celebrate you? Can God celebrate you? Hey, 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 hey. It's either man celebrates you or you allow God to celebrate you. And the last time I checked, I would rather let God celebrate me. Because, you see, the problem is this. He told his father, since this boy left, he, dis he, he, he kabashed all your inheritance. He, he gave it to a prostitute. Ah, but then the boy, the man missed it. Tell somebody sitting next to you, he missed it. I say he missed it. The magnitude of his father's riches. Because his father's riches was not dependent on what the boy took away. Because if his father depended on the riches of what his, his son, his younger son, took away, he would not have had anything to celebrate. But when he returned, he was able to celebrate him again. Meaning that whatever he gave to his son, when he left, it was just a penny of his riches. You're not getting me here, church. I know you're not getting me here. But the Bible says, I said the Bible says, in Romans chapter 9 verse 23, he said, he does this to make the riches of his glory shine better. The riches of his glory shine better on those whom he shows mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory. The riches of his glory shines better. Mean that the riches of the Father's glory it's more than what you can comprehend. Let me speak to you. Do you think God cannot do more than what he has done already for you? Do you think God knows what is called lack? Come on, bring your mind to Jesus. He says, when all things are impossible to man, with God, with God. So when you go into your classrooms and you are studying with God, my God, I wish I had some people who are in school. With God. Ah, when you go into your, 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 your job places, with God. I don't know. I, I wish somebody knew what I'm talking about. When you are being given a bad report, with God. When somebody, when everybody's leaving you and you are by yourself, with God. Ah, when all hope is lost with God, I said the riches of his glory, the richest pastor of his glory, is more than we can comprehend upon. The riches of his mercy. What is God not able to do for you? But because we don't recognize the riches of his glory, we limit him. Ephesians 3 verse 16 says, I ask that out of the riches of his glory, 
He may strengthen you with power by his spirit in your inner being. Out of the riches of his glory. Out of that, God will draw out of that strength. So the strength of a believer is not the strength of the natural man. Because the strength of a believer it is the strength that is drawn out of God himself. You didn't get me here. It is drawn out of God himself. So when you are walking, you walk not on your own ability. I said when you are walking, you walk not on your own strength. The reason why you can travail in prayer because in prayer pay attention here church in prayer you draw out of him you draw out of him. Let them mess with you. Go and draw out. Let them say their report. Go and draw out. Let them condemn you. Go and draw out. All you got to say, just wait. I got to go draw out. I got to go draw out of the riches of my father. Because when I draw out of his riches, hey, Kadabasadi, Strength like no other. Let's look at something. Ephesians 2, verses 6 to 8. It says, But he also, us, he also raised us up with him and seated us with who? Get to where you are. Where are you? With him. Where are you going? With him. What are you doing tomorrow? With him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I had some believers here. Because sometimes I think that is what we are missing. Some of us, the truth is that we have no strength. The truth is this. Sometimes I am tired, but with him, with him, I cannot lose sight of strength. With him, with him. How do you do it? With him. But check this out. Seated us with him in the heavens. In the what? Heavens, in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, I might display the immeasurable riches of his grace in his kindness to us in Christ, what? Jesus. See, for by grace, you are saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, but it's what? The gift of God. By grace, I draw out the riches. So verse 31 came. And his father said, Son, you are always with me. And all that I have, I said, all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. 
Meaning the older son had authority but did not know what he had at his disposition. Are you getting me here? So the reason we travail is because we can have authority but yet not know how to use our authority effectively. And that is the problem that we are faced with in the body of believers today. That we are in Christ, in him, but yet, but yet, but yet, the authority in Christ becomes null and void based on your opinion. But praise be to God. But it is not based on your opinion. It is based on what he has said. Because his authority is everlasting authority. So the church has the keys. So I want us to go back again to Matthew 16. I hope you are learning something here. We are going to close soon. Don't worry. This is for all the meetings you missed. So if your neighbor missed a lot, tell your neighbor, because of you, See, pastor is still preaching. And he's, he's not even done with the second half of his note. Oh, Oga, why? Oh, my sister, why? If you have come, huh, he would have finished. But now I have to give you everything that you missed. Say, Lord, have mercy. Now, I want you to learn these th things that I'm about. This is where the, the, where the root of what God is trying to teach us. The authority is subject to two things. Or two results. In Matthew, I mean, look, I mean, Matthew 16, verses 19 says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And what happens? Whatever you what? Come on, follow me. Whatever you what? Whatever you what? On what? Will what? Where? Okay. And whatever you what? Will be done where? Thank you. So authority is based on the result of the binding, the result on the loose. Now, what we need to dive more in is that authority, and these are the two things I want to speak of, without accuracy of access. Hear me as you write your note. Authority, without accuracy of access, and without traveling, is a useless authority. Authority without accuracy of access. If I have a key today and I put the key into trying to unlock the door, there is a certain direction that I need to turn the key for the door to become unlocked. But if I keep turning the key to the direction of it being locked, I will keep finding myself standing outside where there is no accuracy. You don't gain access. It is based on the accuracy of your knowledge of God is where you gain access to the provision of God. Are you getting me here? Because if not, you will find yourself standing outside when you have the keys to be able to open it. See, so Jesus is the owner. He said that I will give you mean that the key belongs to Jesus. But we are 
God, the one that possessed the key. He said, I will give you. Meaning that you, 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 I carry a key. And that key has a responsibility to be used effectively to bind or to what? I don't have a church here. I don't have a church here. I don't have a church here. Uh, you are not getting me here. Bind and loose. Bind and loose. But I'm speaking about accuracy of what? Access. Bind and what? What did he say in the scripture? Look at there again. So that you don't miss it. He says... I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on where will be bound where means that you have access to the earth and taking dominion of the things of the earth but you also have access in the heavens even whilst you are on this earth you have access not just to a confined place. Because when somebody gives you a key, you are only confined to the key that he gave you, he gave you access to that can open that door. But he says, I've given you the keys. The keys mean that heaven, you have access. On earth, you have access. And you have the ability... So when the Bible says, when Jesus Christ was teaching the disciples, that in, in Matthew 6, verses 10, he says, let thy kingdom come on earth as it is in what? Oh my God, I wish I had a church here. Let thy kingdom come as it is where? Okay, how do you know how to desire what is in heaven? How do you pray that let the that the, the face of the kingdom come on earth if you don't understand how the face of heaven operates. You didn't get me here. If you don't know how heaven mandate is its agenda, if you don't understand what heaven is operating under, you can pray, ah, let that kingdom come, let that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but you don't know anything about heaven. Let it be done. As it is. Say as it is. How do I desire for the as it is? If I don't have access to as it is. So he says that he has not given us a spirit. Of this flesh, but we have the spirit of God that we can understand all that He's made good for you and I. I was reading Revelation to the four, and I was amazed 
the beauty of John's interaction of seeing heaven. When you go there, read verses 1 and 9. But then, as I was reading it, I had to leap in my spirit. Because it said, And the 24 elders had a crown on their head. They had a throne. And when the angels worship, they also worshipped. I don't know where you have found yourself. But I'm part of the 24 elders. I am in the castle of the 24 elders. So I have a crown. I have a dominion. And that is the dominion that belongs to my father. So I am constantly worshipping him. Why? Because that is my calling. Say accuracy in access. Accuracy in access is knowing the will of God. Say knowing the will of God. It is necessary that you know the will of God. Go to Acts chapter 13. Verses 1. Now read to verses 1 to 4. It says, Now in the church there was at, now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Seraphim, um, I think it's Mani, who had been brought out with Herod the Tetras and Saul as they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Spirit said said the Holy Spirit said now separate to me now separate to me Barnabas and Paul for the work to which I have called them then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them they sent them away Look at verses 4. And so, be sent out by the Holy Spirit. Be sent out by the Holy Ghost. Accuracy of access is knowing the will of God. The will of God is for you to be separated for himself. He says, separate for me. Barnabas and Saul. A man that has the ability to be separated from God. is a man that you should fear. Because a man that is separated from God. Is totally giving himself to God. If you look at the life of Saul and Barnabas. You look at Saul. You see all the things he went through. But yet because he has been Separated. 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 But not a separation for him to be in isolation. But a separation for the spirit of God to take hold of his path. A great man of God called Andrew Murray said this. What is done in the will of God? The strength of God will not be withheld from it. What is done in the will of God? must have the mighty blessing of God. I concluded that what is done in the will of God 
God is in it. So gaining access to the kingdom of God through the operation of binding and losing, God is in it. I don't bind aimlessly. I don't know what's been going on in your life, but we don't bind aimlessly. We don't lose aimlessly, but out of accuracy of what the will of God is. Hallelujah. The last scripture I want to end, the last place is traveling. I say accuracy in access and traveling. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 19, verses 11. Luke 19, verses 11. Oh, Jesus, thank you. As you build up in your accuracy of knowing the will of the Father, you also have to travail. In the year 2022, tell your neighbor, travail. Obtaining a good testimony is not about just sitting down for you to receive a testimony. But you have to have the accuracy and travail. When you, have accurate, when you have the inside knowledge of God, do you know what you have at your disposal? You didn't, you didn't get to be here. A man that is separated for God. You see, if I was you and you were single, your prayer is not about God. Give me the man that is doing well in life. But give me a man that is separated for your use. A man that is separated. A woman that is separated. Everything that is separated for the use of God cannot be touched. Say, touch not my anointed. You getting me here? Accuracy. And after you, as you walk through the accuracy of who he is, his will, you gain the inside knowledge. You rise in the morning. And as everybody's panicking about everything else, you are chilled. Why? Because you have the inside knowledge. There is an inside knowledge. You see, when you have an inside knowledge, you don't worry about everything else people are saying. Yeah. When people are talking bad about somebody and you have the inside knowledge. When everybody's saying, this person's not going to make it. But you have the inside knowledge. That that person will make it. Then you know. I said that you know. Traveling. You see, my young brothers and sons and, and, and daughters, when those who are in school, keep in mind that you have the inside knowledge. Because when it comes to academic, it's not based on your own ability. It's based on God. You're talking about science? Let me show you who knows science. You're talking about math? Let me show you who knows math. You're talking about English? Let me connect you to my English teacher. His name is Teacher Jesus. There is no language that he cannot speak. There is no slang he cannot slang it. I don't have two students here. I don't have students here. But there is no academic 
that can be a hindrance to you if you have a teacher called Jesus. <laughs> ah, say inside knowledge. Some of you don't know how many times we have prayed over our books. You hear that this guy has finished all these degrees and you think that I am smart. I tell people I'm not smart. But I have some inside info. Because when I remember when I used to be in school, I pick up the textbook and say, God, this author, he is man. But I'm your child. I am your son. God, release every knowledge that is hidden in this book to me. Release the hidden knowledge that is not in this book. Release it to me. So you go and you are sitting down having discussion and they are wondering, how are you able to think the way you are thinking? Recently, somebody told me, they said, Kwame, you see, when we, when we are dis discussing something, the way I was telling us about this, the way you, 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 you present it, we are thinking like this. But when you start to talk, you present it like this. He said, you, we, we present our, our things like this, but you, you, you present it like this. I have inside knowledge. So I'm not only looking at just today. I can tell you 20 years from now, if we do this, this will be needed. <laughs> tell somebody inside knowledge. I know my time is up. But let me give you the last thing. I'll give it to you so you can close. Hallelujah. Travelling. Luke chapter 19 verses 11 to 27. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because of time. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he knew he, he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God was, was, would appear immediately. Therefore he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. He, so he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minis, and said to them, do business until I come. Tell your neighbor, do business. I said, do business until I come. But his citizens hated him, and said, sent a delegation after him, saying, we will not have this man reign over us. Verse 15. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him. And he said he, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mina has earned ten minutes. Your mina or your money has earned ten money. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful. Tell somebody faithful. In everything, in every little, have in every little, have authority over ten cities. Authority over what? Ten cities. Verse 19. Then the second came, saying, Master, your mina has earned five. 
Likewise, he said, you also be over ten cities. Jesus. Then another came, saying, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because, 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 because lack of knowledge. Because I was afraid of you. For you were a tough man. And you collect what you did not deposit. And reap what you did not sow. He said, he told him, I will judge you by what you have said. You evil slave. And he continued. Travailing. Is the subject of your perseverance, your faithfulness to obeying God's word. Are you willing to obey his word to the very end? Do you obey his word only when everything is going for you? Do you trust in God only when chaos comes? It's when you know how to go on your knees. It's when you know how to cry out in prayer. Or is your everyday lifestyle always about crying to God in prayer? Oh my God. When something bad happens, now you know how to pray. But can your everyday life become faithful in prayer? Become faithful in obeying the word of God. Your ability of binding and losing Balls to your understanding of the Father's will and also knowing that it requires your faithfulness. One mina, he earned ten cities. My brothers and sisters, please rise on your feet. At this fresh oil, You should ask yourself, Father, Father, the accuracy of walking in the access of your will, the faithfulness. Are you faithful to God? Are you faithful to God? How does your worship look like? How does your praise look like? How does your prayer life look like? If God returns today, what will he find in you? What will he find in you? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. You can't be saying I'm binding and losing when you don't know how to be faithful. He said, I have given you keys. You don't give keys to those who will not be faithful. But you give keys to those that you know can be faithful. And Jesus knows that you can be faithful. But the assurance is that you have to walk in faithfulness.
Jesus, help us. Are you faithful in your ability to bind and lose? The lost that are dying. Are you even reaching out to the lost? Are you even reaching out to those who are in need? How are you contributing to the church? Are you serving any capacity? It's called faithfulness. If you believe what God has placed you, that you are part of the body of the house of God, the church has been given a key. The key has to be used. If you don't use the key, you are like the third servant. You are like the third servant that when the master returns, he said, this is what you gave me and this is what I'll give back to you. But when you serve, when you serve, when you serve, the Lord will give you grace for it to yield. The truth be told, this fresh oil has to bring an end. Has to bring an end to every habitual unfaithfulness. You should be chasing around. What can I do to do for God? What can I do to do, do for God? Because I want a city. I want 20 cities. I want 10 cities. I want 50 cities. I want 100 cities. I want a nation. Ties and offering, no faithfulness. Even serving God, no faithfulness. When it comes to you, you have to cry to Jesus. The Father, enough is enough. May the seed of faithfulness rest in me. You cannot keep, you cannot keep the same condition of unfaithfulness and think it's okay. He will return one day. I say he will return one day. If nobody will preach it, I will preach it. Jesus will return. And he is searching for those who have the accuracy of access where they buy and lose. They buy the thing that does not belong to the Father. And they lose the thing that the Father desires for his people. Ah, the people that were in faithfulness. Open your mouth and pray to Jesus. Say something to him.